Breaking news. <laughs> I figure I'm going to change the start, the uh, open. Breaking Everything's breaking news these breaking days. Breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. This is No Laugh Track Podcast, episode 261. This is Justin Severson, the host here. We're sitting on the stage at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. Thank you, Circle of Heat, for letting us play your music there at the beginning. Like I said, breaking news. Uh, the breaking news is Will Durst is here, and I've been watching way too much CNN. <laughs> it, it, we, it, there are some people who can't watch it at all because it's too much like empowering him or, or uh, in, yeah, enabling him. And there's other people like you and I who are news junkies who just can't. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. My wife is like, I've had enough. I've had enough. I don't know how it is in your house. How is it in your house? Is your wife is into... No, no. The, uh, she screams at the TV more than I do. Does she? Yeah, I have to turn it off. Well, she's a law and order freak. Oh, okay. Do you know those? Law and order freak? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, there are certain people. Uh, I've, I've combed the country, and I've told uh, my dirty little secret that my wife uh, is addicted to law and order because it's on all the time. The drama and, series, Law yeah, and Order. Yeah. And there's... <laughs> There's 440 episodes, approximately, because it was on for 20 years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And uh, so it's hard to watch this. You know, I mean, you pretty much know the whole canon pretty soon. Uh, you know, the different years. And uh-huh. You can just look at a show. Oh, that's season 17, because Dennis Frain was only on for one year. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and she loves it because it's kind of got an arc. You kind of get to know the characters. And it's got a resolution. You know, every show has a re- resolution, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, it's a complete show. Whereas, you know, it's some of these shows, like I never got into Breaking Bad. Oh. Uh, yeah. We're heavy Game of Thrones and a couple of other shows. But some of them, you feel locked out if you miss the first season. But Law and Order, you can jump in at any time. And I've run into other people who are uh, love Law and Order. It's, it's like comfort food for, for television. It, it absolutely is. Um, Martha Kelly, the comedian Martha Kelly, she came on here talking. She loves Law and Order. I don't know her. But oh, yeah. she's on. Uh, she's one of the stars of the TV show Baskets with uh, Zach Galifianakis and Louis Anderson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. one of the stars on that show. Yeah. Um, and Law and Order isn't that the show that's like uh, based on real events? A lot of them were. Yeah. A lot of them were, yeah. You can I, go back and watch like, oh, yeah, this was- I uh, remember that. This was six months after Casey Anthony was in the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, here's the Anna Nicole Smith episode. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's a frozen moment in time. Uh-huh. It, it, it absolutely is. Um, I was at the show last night, as you know. The people listening didn't know that, but you know. I knew that. Yeah. Uh, had a really good time. It's a good crowd. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. crowd. How was uh, how how did you you felt it went well? Yeah, uh, the previous night I had tried doing a little bit of generic material up front and at the end, and then last night I decided to go balls to the wall and just do all political stuff and screw it. Okay, you know, and uh, it went well. It went well. Uh, it was my first time in a club situation where I didn't try to ease into the political material. And so I learned a couple of things last night in that I kind of still have to ease into it, but in a different way. But it was like 50 minutes and uh, all political stuff. So that's what's important to me is to get it out now Yeah, because it changes every day. And the hard part is memorizing the line because I'm very 
uh, authorly. I, you know, I'm a writer who performs pretty much. Okay. And so yeah. I have to get the language right for me. We can, and, uh, oh, that brings up actually, and I knew that you were into Game of Thrones because I was reading, you're still doing all the writing for, uh, um, how many newspapers are printing your stuff now or websites? Um, I don't know, 40 weeks, something like that. Okay. And you're doing them once a week still? Uh, five out of six weeks. Five out of six weeks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I, was, I was reading a couple of the most recent ones, and I noticed a Game of Thrones reference in, in one of them. Yeah. I think it was the last one. It was, uh, uh, we need a, uh, we got we got two, something about pawns. Oh, we got two uh, immature children with daddy issues who are masquerading as national leaders playing... Uh, thermonuclear chicken on a chessboard with seven billion pawns. Someone find a queen, hopefully with dragons. With dragons. And a Dothraki army. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part. I, I uh, knew that uh, only a true uh, Game of Thrones fan would throw in Doth, Dothraki army yeah. at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I came, I uh, got home from your show last night, went on Twitter, and noticed that HBO had been hacked. Their uh, no. Twitter accounts. Oh, really? Yeah. And then it also came out, did you see this, that the the newest, this uh, the upcoming episode from su- this coming Sunday? Episode is al- six. Is already out. Oh, cool. Because, well, on accident, HBO did it to themselves. They accidentally uh, played it on HBO Spain or something like that. So it's already out there. And now I was looking today and people are like, all right, I need to stop looking for Game of Thrones spoilers because they're legitimately out there now. <laughs> it's not even theories. That's really yeah, out yeah. there. No, yeah. This, yeah. But it's not the last episode of the season. It's the second last episode of the season. Correct. They're Correct. only doing seven episodes yep. this season. I, don't, I have no idea why. I, I don't know. I don't um, know if it's a half season. I don't know. Because normally they're 12. Yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, yeah, they don't need to string us along. I'm, so, I'm ready to keep yeah, watching. Yeah, and and poor, uh, what's his name? Martin? George R.R. R. Martin uh, hasn't yeah. hasn't finished book six yet, and people are going. He's two years overdue with that, and people have read all the books are going crazy. Oh yeah, because the TV show has kind of altered from uh-huh. the path. So yeah, have you read the books? No, 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 no. You ever read any fantasy like that? Uh, I read all the Hunger Games. I was big Harry Potter guy. You read the Harry Potter? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I loved them. Still think the third book is the best. It's because it starts to get dark and and it it's very concise. And then by book seven, she was padding it. I mean, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, Harry Potter talks Voldemort to death. I mean, it, <laughs> wait, yeah. I never read the last one. Oh no, yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Shut up. Just kill him. <laughs> spoiler. Hashtag spoiler alert. That's right. That's right. Um. Well, where do we really start, Will? How, how did we get here? You know, I, you know what I want. You know where I want to start. I, uh, I'm thinking back. We did. We recorded around this time last year, and if you remember, a little I, earlier, actually, yeah, a little earlier. Okay, but it was uh, definitely pre-election. It was during the season. Pre, definitely. Pre-election. Oh yeah, I think it was. Uh, oh, oh, you know, in February or March. Oh, was it that last year? Was yeah. it that early in the year? So I mean, nothing had shaken out yet. No, you know? not really. Yeah. And if you remember, I brought uh, a little quiz 
that I gave to you. Oh, was that that's one right. about uh, yeah, you know yeah. the different beliefs? Yeah, and who would you yeah be? Yeah, yeah. Who, who matches your beliefs best? And I don't remember. We were both Bernies. Yeah, I think that's right. But I, it definitely wasn't the guy that won. No. <laughs> definitely wasn't no. the guy that won. So I want to know. I want to go back to election night. Where were you? I had a show because I do every Tuesday. Um, at a theater in San Francisco called The Marsh. Okay. And a lot of one-man shows there. And so I did every Tuesday. And I did this in 2012, uh, every Tuesday, with a show called Elect to Laugh. And then last oh, year yeah. I did Elect to Laugh 2016. Yes. So I started on Super Tuesday, and I did like 41 Tuesdays. And in 20, 2012, we ended on election night. The The show ended... And it was, uh, there was a TV on stage and it was champagne and balloons and it was a party because Obama was reelected. And we thought, oh, you know, the same thing will happen. Hillary will be elected and we'll have a party. And, and oh, my living God, <laughs> I swear to God, I am not making this up. Serious. People weep. Weeping oh, no. in the middle of the show, we oh, no. they left the show, we, which admittedly has happened before <laughs> to my show, but not in the middle. Oh my god! And in San Francisco, people were pissed and and angry and and the whole next uh, shocked and surprised and and uh, scared and anxious and and amazed and amused and confused and uh, the next. I remember going to a meeting because I'm on some board or something, and uh, uh, there was somebody there who was a liaison for the city and uh, the motion picture unions. You know, when they come in to to do uh, filming, and she's the one who gets the parking permits and okay. all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And shoot, that's it, man. Nobody's getting anything today or for the rest of the people were that was it boom it was oh the world is changed well i'm gonna change with it and uh -huh. that's what you want you don't want the ryan size of political way you want the below the belt you know grabbing pussy jokes right. i can do it and uh so that's i i changed my whole attitude you know about being bipartisan i i stopped and I said it to her last night. You my, did. I'm going. I'm. I'm playing by his rules now. Yeah. 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 That's what I was gonna. That was gonna be one of my questions. Is the uh, the evolution of your act in the last couple of years? It's got to. Yeah. The no, changes have got to be major. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I think it's important to uh, to say this on stage, and people have been flonking. To the shows because I've been doing political stuff for a long time. Yeah. And I've been a ubiquitous in the Bay Area. I mean, at one point there were 14, 16 clubs within a 45 mile radius, and I was working each one twice a year. So people know who I am. You know, over 30 years, they at least see me a couple of times or at a benefit or something. Yeah. And, you know, they weren't necessarily that interested in seeing my various little changes, how it would change during Obama or during the late. Well, now everybody wants to wants to come to my show because they know they're going to see they're going to be in a room full of like minded people. It's it's like a community. Yeah. You know, I people this need was, that right now. I'm a therapist. Yeah. I swear to God. Mm hmm. I was, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, on the drive uh, over here last night to see the show, all the shit that's happened, in the, I mean, we just narrow it down to the last week of all the bullshit that's happened in the world, and I'm driving here, and, and you know, I'm just, like, I think I told you, I was 
I was go half my drive over here. I listened to CNN on the radio on my satellite. The other half I listened to. I was like, all right, I got to take a break here. I'm going to watch comedy, and I just flipped over to the Comedy Central, listened to some comedy uh, the rest of the drive. But I mean, it, it's it's nonstop, and I'm just thinking like, all right, I'm going to a show. There's there's definitely going to be politics because it's Will Durst. This uh, there's no better time to to have somebody make me laugh about this stuff. You know, I love Twitter, and I, one of the things I love about Twitter besides that it like. Uh, I think it's a good source for news because it's because it's delivered so quickly, but also I get to follow people that I really that I really respect and admire and uh, that are talented and can make me laugh on the bullshit that's happening in the world. And it was like this is a perfect night to go see Will Durst. Uh, Do that for me. <laughs> yeah, we all I, need it. Uh, yeah, a lot of people a lot of people are feeling that way, and and that's why I'm in such a rush. To do this because I don't know how long I'll be able to. For one thing, I don't know if he'll last. It's I a real see, possibility. I can't see the the Republicans turning on him and impeaching him because the House has to write the articles of impeachment and then the Senate votes on him and they have both houses. So yeah. I don't see it happening. I don't know what's going to happen in 2018. I don't know if the way people vote is going to change and... He might try to, I don't know, uh, rig the system so that he ends up with a Vladimir Putin kind of majority. Right, who knows? That's a possibility. Sh- uh, shit can happen. And um, I don't know. Uh, I, my, I worry that what I do might be illegal in a couple of years. <laughs> No, I'm not kidding, man. I'm serious. I, yeah, we're gonna, if we get attacked and he becomes our glorious leader... And people start saying, "Oh no, you gotta be you." Just speak out against him. Is Get treasonous. Line, you're saying? Get yeah, line. yeah. And there'll be loyalty, fall in line. loyalty oaths, and you know he'll 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 just strip uh, the administration and the cabinet of all those people who are suspect. I have a list here of of uh, 473 communists, and right. you know, and, and I can see that shit happening. And his followers, man. They they would you know impose his will. Oh no, you're not being true to the and you know they'd be roaming the streets, civilians, but in the same colored shirts, and they'd be either brown or black. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm <laughs> I'm worried. I really am. So I am trying to write as fast as my little feet can carry me, uh, and come up with. A, and that's the problem is. Staying absolutely current. I mean, last week. It's got to be. Last week was North Korea. This week it's Nazis. You know, I mean, we don't know what's next week. I, I mean, yeah, I was talking to Louis Lieb uh, before we started recording today. Yeah, uh, I was worried about North Korea last week, uh, neo Nazis over the weekend, and still uh, today. Uh, and then this afternoon or this morning, then there's a. Barcelona? In Barcelona. Uh-huh. Jesus. It's like, what? <laughs> I know. You. Step away from the news for a moment, and there's another catastrophe. It's, it's mind-boggling. It's Breaking news. Mind-boggling. Huh? Breaking, Breaking news. news, exactly. <laughs> Whether And in this case, it legitimately is breaking news. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was looking some stuff up about you in the the show that you're doing called Durst Case Scenario. Is that? It's like a worst-case scenario with jokes. Right. Yeah. Is that what we, we are you calling the, the show this week? Durst Case Scenario? Yeah, I mean, this is the stand-up portion. This is uh, what people are seeing, and it's uh it's uh, the show is about 
35, 40 minutes longer, and I have an overhead projector. And and that's the show you're doing, like yes. the one-nighters yeah. back home, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think we've talked about that before. You kind of, that's a, the overhead projectors thing you've used in yeah. the past, right? Yeah, I like it. It's, it doesn't look pretty on stage. I have to find a way to, to uh, make it a little more camera-ready. Because uh, somebody wants to tape my show, and I don't, I don't know if it's going to transfer or not. So, and also, it's not finished. I don't have an ending. I'm going to try out the ending the rest of the week here, which I didn't last night. Oh, okay. And, yeah, I'm going to try out uh, a new ending, and uh, so uh, that's. But it's it's almost 90 minutes long, you know. But I also, how did we get here? I go through. Um, the Iowa caucuses and the New Hampshire primary oh, okay. and the conventions and election night. So yeah, it, that's that's a, a major portion. And then the the transparencies. Uh, yeah, yeah. What? Um, how many comedy clubs are you doing these days? Are you... you know, I'm only doing about six this year. Uh, I did. Tahoe, the Improv in Tahoe, San Francisco Punchline. Um, I'm doing a club. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm doing Reno next week. Oh wow! In here, a couple of other clubs, but that's about it. Uh, otherwise, I'm trying to do theaters with this little one man show. And the reason for that is a lot of times when you work a club, you get to follow some guy who's doing giant genitalia jokes, and then to try to do. Uh, political comedy afterwards, well, the audience is skewed already. Uh-huh. Hard to bring them back. Sure. So it's nice for me to control my own environment. Yeah. Uh, the guy who's emceeing this week, Ali Sultan, said he mentioned that you were recording. Yeah, this, this week. week. Yeah. Yeah. For a possible CD. Really? Yeah, with uh, Schlissel. Oh, Dan okay. Schlissel. Yeah. Stand up records. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when was the last? How old? I haven't done one in four years. We taped my show in October, my Elect to Laugh show. But after the election, it was moot. The whole... It's funny, too, because once I taped a show here uh, um, in in September of uh, 2001... The first week of September, I taped a show here. Oh, no. For the... uh, Yeah. Uh, to be a CD, and then 9-11 happened. And yeah. so that that recording was moot as well. So, yeah, so uh, I hope nothing happens next week. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, you know, George Carlin had an uh, album that came out right around September 11th, or there was about to, then they pulled it. Well, yeah, the title of the album you know about this. was uh, I Kind of Like It When A Lot Of People Die. And uh, so they had to pull it. Yeah, yeah. He, it was a special. He had taped it. That's right. A yeah, special. yeah. Mm-hmm. For HBO. Yeah, Jesus. I know. <laughs> I know. I saw that. Um, I did a search of news in San Francisco this morning. Your your hometown now. Yeah. Where you live. And um, what's going on? Well, did maybe have you heard about that? There's uh there's going to be a rally in your fine city. Oh yeah, on Chrissy Field. Chrissy Field is this lawn. It's an expanse. It's uh like right under the Golden Gate Bridge, part of the Presidio, which is Golden Gate National Recreation Area. Okay. So 
It's away from anything, it anything is. civilized, sidewalks or stores oh. or anything. It's just a lawn. It's like a gathering place for, you know, Fourth of July fireworks and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what happens down there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's some. Had you ever heard of this Patriot Prayer? Is the group that may be coming there? <laughs> had you ever heard of that? No, no, no. no. But apparently they uh, <clears throat> they. But they're uh, coming out under <laughs> from under the rocks. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Apparently they they uh, you know attract neo Nazis, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and there's going to be you know they're worried there's going to be people from the other side and battles, and they don't want something obviously similar to Virginia. But did you see this? On what the words going out on how to combat them <laughs> in uh, advance? No, they're inviting people to bring their dogs to that park to oh. shit in the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> you hadn't heard this? No, that's a great idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. I, I have it here. Uh huh. <laughs> no plastic bags necessary. No, uh-uh. no, no, no. Um. Let's see. The city, the-, the city by the bay isn't stopping uh, there. Uh, residents have begun organizing counter-protests with unusual themes. Up first is Leave Your Dog Poop on Chrissy Field from 12 p.m. August 25th through 10 a.m. August 26th. Organizers wrote on Facebook that the idea behind the event is to leave a gift for our alt-right friends. Take your dog to Chrissy Field and let them do their business and be sure not to clean it up. <laughs> Watch out for landmines, friends. We can get together Sunday and clean up the mess and hug each other. (laughs) (laughs) So far, 525 people have have demonstrated interest in this gathering, which has piqued the interest of nearly 3,000 more. So The media is going to get a hold of that. uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, Chrissy Fields made headlines this week after right-wing group Patriot Prayer applied for a permit to host Freedom Rally San Francisco on August 26th. So, do you have a dog, Will Durst? No, and I'll, I'll be in Reno. You'll be in Reno. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. You said that. Gonna miss that. <laughs> you said that. There was one more out of uh, your uh, out of San Francisco. I don't know if you saw this one. A uh, Bay Area electrician. He's out of a job uh, today after his employer found out he was scheduled to speak at last weekend's violent white supremacist rally in Virginia. In Charlottesville. Wow. Yeah. Uh, John Ramondetta. Who reportedly get this is reportedly is also known by the pseudonym Johnny Monoxide. Johnny Monoxide, <laughs> and runs a white supremacist blog. Was scheduled to speak at the Unite the Rally thing on Saturday, and uh, the old uh, local union number six of San Francisco found out about this guy. Electricians union. Yeah. Uh huh. And they uh, said that uh, would they uh, they of course had no problem disavowing his beliefs. So there you go. <laughs> As opposed to the president of the United States of America. Yeah. Yeah, because he doesn't want to look weak. Does he, un- does, does the word regret, does he understand Potter's the word regret, regret do you think? Uh, no, he has uh, no concept. He is utterly unable to uh, admit a mistake ever. It's like uh, Kofefe, remember Kofefe? Yes, C-O-V-F-E-F-E, and what he was, because uh, it was negative press Kofefe, and it meant he obviously was saying negative press coverage, but he misspelled it, and he probably tried to delete it, but he was betrayed by his undersized digits, and he hit <laughs> sent. And, Baby uh, hands. Yes, and, uh, you know, you or I would have deleted the whole thing and started over. Mm-hmm. He doubled down. Mm-hmm. He actually, the next, the next, uh, 
uh, tweet was, who can figure out the true meaning of Kofefi enjoy? That's what he, because he's incapable of admitting a mistake ever. Okay. Even a typo, for Christ's sake. <laughs> he's 12. Yeah. The, the most innocent of mistakes that we all do. Yes. A typo. A typo. Not, not me. Not me. Not these fingers. Enjoy. Then enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's like a, a guy who wiped his butt and his finger went through the paper and he calls you over to shake your hand. <laughs> that's what that is. Smell my fingers. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, yeah. Where do you uh, I'm curious for someone that uh that that is so into news and current events, how early in the day do you hit the uh news? As soon as you get up, do you wait an hour and where do you go? No, um usually I take a bath uh and I go over my script. I have my script printed out. And I go over my script and I kinda halfway out loud and halfway just reading it. I uh, go through my script, and if I had worked the night before, it it really helps because I could see where um, I made a weird transition, or I could make a better one by conflating, you know, two sentences into one. I think I just discovered a, a little trick like that last night, and then I read the the paper. Uh, I'll read the, the non-threatening papers first, you know the local one like the star trib and the usa today Mm -hmm. and then i save the new york times for right before i go on stage oh really yeah oh okay and then i try to mark it up and sometimes i'll take it on stage with me really yeah okay not this week though yeah uh because i'm taping and i i need that propulsion sure sure Things have gotten so crazy. I'm like this close to subscribing to, to the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford it, but I want to. I yeah, really well, they always to. have that that uh, that cheap introductory offer, and then you have to. Uh, I know this because I I have done it. Uh, that cheap introductory offer, you get uh, six months for thirty bucks or something. And then, boom, you know, and then it's $200 a month or something. Mm-hmm. So then you say, no, no, I want to quit. And But then you have to be off again for six months before you can get oh. the next introductory off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Six months holding off? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a little weary of signing up right now for three free thing. Not three. Take away three. I'm weary of signing up for free programs or, you know, um, Anything that you're supposed to cancel within a month, three months, or whatever. My wife just got into a a mess with a freaking massage place in Minnesota where she went in to sign up for one. Then they said, oh, you know, if you sign up for three, it'll actually be less per session. Well, or for three months, the three months came up, and they're like, oh, no, we don't have a three-month program. You signed up for a year. And it turned into, she ended up, it's all better now. We got our money back, but it was a nightmare yeah, for a yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these, I had the same problem with uh, something called America's Test Kitchen. And uh, it's a great television show. And oh, yeah. Run by uh, Christopher Kimball. Uh, but they were sharks, man. I mean, you sign up and 
boom, they, well, why don't you sign up for this? Why don't you sign up for this? I mean, every other day, yeah. you know, just sharks. And, oh, you can't look at that recipe because you don't have the full membership. And, and so I just said, screw it. And I wanted out and I had to go through hell and high water to get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was I think I mentioned this on the podcast last week. I've also signed up for that CISO. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, how yeah. is that? Uh, great, and you know, is it now, like a comedy channel. Yeah, now it's going to be gone, like in a month. Oh why? They've it didn't work out. I think they were losing money. It's going to be they've uh, they've distributed some of the shows to other like online platforms. platforms yes, yeah. and uh, but yeah, the CISO thing itself, which I've signed up for several times at three ninety nine a month, it's going to be gone. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's Four good. bucks a month. That's another one. Yeah, it was a great yeah. price. Yeah. Well worth it. Well worth it. Um, for a comedy fan, it's... I can't watch. I, there's so much TV. So much good TV that, you know, it's almost uh, paralysis by analysis. You know, I just... There's so much that I have to pick my favorites. And my favorites are are pretty much uh, news. I have to watch the news for my job. Yeah. Uh, baseball, because I'm a big baseball fan, mm-hmm. and old movies. So uh, I love Turner Classic movies. Okay. And at the hotel they got me staying at, we don't have Turner Classic Uh-oh. movies. Uh-oh. I know, I know. So I just can't stand commercials anymore. I, who can? I can't. Who can? I can't. They're just... I think I reached my quota. You know, I just I I've had enough. Oh, even when I watch uh, when I watch like the football season will be starting soon. If I'm going to watch a Vikings game, I will pause the game and go and do something else, and then come back yeah. when I'm like 45. So minutes you can behind. shoot through the commercials. So I can skip through yeah. some of the billion of, of replays, yeah. and most most importantly, the commercials. Sorry, Fox. Sorry, CBS. No, I'm not, not watching. Sorry. No. And that's why I have I have Sirius in my car too, and I listen to the old time radio channel. You ever listen to that? You mean like with the on Sirius XM? I don't. No, yeah, it's on one forty eight. If you have Sirius, yeah, yeah, and it's uh, old time radio shows. You mean like where they're acting out? Like no, no, no. it's like uh, you know, it's the Adventures of Sam Spade and Dragnet when it was on the radio. And yeah, it's the, whole, it's the whole half hour radio show. You know, from the forties or fifties. Uh huh. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I haven't listened to that stuff in forever. I think when they, when I was a kid, I think they those came out on cassette. Yeah, and my dad had some I of those. Have, I have a mess of them. Yeah, yeah. we started on listening cassette to and uh-huh. CDs, and now yeah, and now of course you can get everything here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I was going. I just want to piggyback on what you were saying about television and how many shows, and you really have to pick your favorites. I heard. A, speaking of commercials, I did hear a radio commercial this morning. And it was for some new television that has the Roku built in, mm-hmm. you know, so you don't have to. There's no plug-in. It's already inside your television, so it's already ready to get all Well, a lot cameras. of the new smart televisions have that. Yeah. They have a, uh, it, not Roku, but they have all the icons that you can hit to the internet, like Netflix is built in. Yeah. And uh, some of them are, are free, like I know. Well, no, that's Apple TV. You have to, and I imagine Roku has that too. They but, were they were promoting it as over four hundred and fifty thousand titles. Like I, I don't, that's too. I don't want to yeah, know that yeah. there's that many. How, yeah, how do you sift? Yeah, like what? Yeah. I, no, my God, no, that's not a good selling point. I got it. That's yep. That's plenty. That's a lot. That's 
Plenty. Yeah, more than I need. Yeah. <laughs> it's way more than I need. How many old movies do you have? How much <laughs> How much do you have at Noir? Well, I get the channel with the uh, sports on it. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you don't get that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that's no, ten. No. That's a package yeah. you have to pay ten dollars. No, extra. yeah, that's ten bucks a month. Yeah. Did you know the? I I'll admit I didn't know the f- the term. I don't even know how to pronounce it. An- Antifa, A N T I F A. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that? I'm sure you knew that phrase. No, not until last... Charlottesville. No, you didn't. Okay, no. I didn't either. I didn't know it was uh, like a, a a group. You know, I just thought. Did it you was... have to Google it like I did? No, I, they explained it on television. Oh, anti-fascists. Okay. Yes. It's the first six letters. Yeah, of I mean, once you find out, okay, well, that's pretty obvious. But yeah. and and you know the name that's very clever. Uh, you know, in terms of branding, anti-fascist. Well, who's pro-fascist? You know, I mean, anti-fascist. Everybody can relate. So that's why Trump is trying to rebrand them as the alt-left. Yeah, yeah. A phrase that I've yeah. been reading means nothing. No, no. And alt-right, that's what the Nazis call themselves. So, I mean, they came up with alt-right. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't just throw in alt-left. You know, Antifa. <laughs> there there so. wasn't one then. There can't be one now, right? And why are they neo-Nazis? They're just Nazis. <laughs> I have a question for you, and this is going to uh, show how maybe how poor my uh, education was. I don't know. But this is something that has bugged me forever. When someone says, oh, he's a card-carrying communist, I've always got rolled my eyes and go, what the hell does that mean, card-carrying? What does uh, card-carrying mean? Is there a card? There used to be. There used to be. Yeah, in the 50s, 40s, 30s and 40s, there was a, a card that you had to show in order to get into the meetings. Yeah, you were a card-carrying communist. Or uh, card- Who distributed the cards? Uh, the Communist Party. I mean, you had to sign, you know, and it was it was a big thing. Not like in the '60s, you know. Oh, you read, uh, you carried Mao's little red book around, and you read. Uh, you had a Che T-shirt, you know. I mean, yeah. That you were, yeah. No, no, these were serious communists in the '30s and '40s. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a, a whole different scene, you know. I mean, communism was seen as a, a possible because. Uh, against uh, uh, the uh, Democratic Republic, which we <laughs> uh, say that we are uh, socialists, uh, it was it was it was violent and it was complicated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was you know in the there were bombings, there were bombings in the twenties and thirties and stuff. Yeah. Have you ever seen one of those cards? No, no, no. Card carrying ACLU member though. <laughs> okay, there you I go. was I was an ACLU. I had a card. Okay, yeah. it didn't mean as much. Is there a membership fee involved in that one? No, American Civil Liberties Union. One thousand dollars. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Let us know how much you love us. Yeah, how much do you really believe? Did I hear you say on stage last night you've met Kellyanne Conway twice? Twice. How was <laughs> first time? We were doing a pilot, and it was for uh, a TV show that a friend of mine, who's an editorial cartoonist, was trying to get syndicated, and it was going to be called Party Tunes, as an editorial cartoonist. So oh, yeah. it was editorial cartoonist centric. Uh, I came, I was the host. I came out and I did a monologue, and then we had a couple of editorial cartoons, and this was when. Uh, before the rendering 
uh, technology was so good. And they initially had uh, in-betweens where a guy would draw three cartoons and then the computer would do the in-between. Oh. And so we had animated uh, editorial cartoons from famous guys. And then we had uh, Man on the Street interviews. And then we had a round table with me and an editorial cartoonist, famous editorial, you know, Pulitzer Prize winning. And then two uh, Washington... Uh, pundits, and we had a Democratic pundit, we had, and Kellyanne was uh, the Republican pundit. And, you know, it was all lighthearted, and it was supposed to be, and she had the sense of humor of an end table. And we actually, <laughs> we actually had to stop tape during the interview, and we had to say, uh, Kelly, um, this is a comedy show. We're trying to, you know, we're not trying to be vicious or we don't care who wins uh-huh. you know it's just an exchange of and try to be funny and, and nothing did not understand what we were talking about could not possibly and she went back she was more vicious because she thought she had been attacked so we had and that that really hurt the pilot because it was just so out of sync yeah and never sold the pilot and then what, about, what, how long ago was this uh, that was 2008, so nine years ago. And then about four or five years ago, uh, D.L. Hughley had a show on CNN, and uh, I was on the show, and she was another guest. And uh, the way we were set up, uh, she would not look at me, and she would not let She just kept talking and i would go excuse me and she would just and dio hughley was closer to her so he didn't really see and at one point i just went to the audience like that i went and i got a huge laugh because <laughs> they knew that i couldn't get in uh-huh. so after the show i i and i never do this i never i said did you even realize i was on the show yeah and uh, and i and and she was boom nothing she was, She's oh, just just a skinny mean bitch is what she is. She's a, a rhetoric whore. She worked for Ted Cruz. Whore. I love that. She worked for Ted Cruz before she jumped ship and his his campaign went nowhere. She was calling Trump all sorts of things and and just and and then another job. She's a rhetoric whore. And I and, I, and that's not a feminist thing. I will call guys rhetoric whores sure, too. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> oh man, Must have, yeah. I can only imagine what through your uh, mind when she started popping up on TV all the time, talking, representing forty-five. <laughs> wow. Well, good luck with the next run-in. I'm sure it'll go <laughs> way better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say, geez, you look rough, huh? You need some sleep. <laughs> Uh, one of I was one of the thoughts uh, I had while watching your set last night is uh, I'm curious if you've ever tried to when you're talking about Trump have you ever thought about doing an impression? Oh, I would even love just to for d- one line. I would love to do an impression, but I can't get that New Jersey New York uh, thing down. No, right now. I, give me another year. You know? I'm also uh, contemplating, and I don't know how I can do this. I'm compiling right now. Uh, euphemisms for Trump. I would love to do my entire 90-minute show without mentioning his name Mm -hmm. once. So call him uh, the Orange Canopy. Call him, uh, uh, you know, the Aerodynamic Quaff. You know, just come up with 
uh, like 30 or 40 times, you know, where I'm supposed to be mentioning him, and I'm working on that. Okay. That's one thing I want to I like that. Yeah. Are you a uh, – I'm a big fan now of um... – like Sunday nights is dedicated to HBO at my house with Game of Thrones, yeah. And then John Oliver. Do you watch Last Week Tonight? I don't. With John I don't Oliver? watch anybody. You don't? No, no. It's a because... professional courtesy. I I don't want to watch their show and then uh, have something sink into my subconscious and then bubble up weeks or months later, and I think it's mine. And the reverse is. I don't want to see something I know I've written on their show because not them. It's the writers who are voracious, and it's you know it's a blood sport inside that writers' room, and I'm sure they're trolling. And I've seen a line of mine on a show before, and it not only incensed me, but it also made me uh, approach the line different. When I was on stage, I would stutter step, thinking. Worried that the audience would think that I had ripped it off when I know, you know, and you don't need that kind of thought before Mm -hmm. you do a joke, you know. I mean, you just don't, you have to go in, you know, flunt, front, front blood, yeah, flush. (laughs) That. Yeah, straightforward. (laughs) And you can't, you you can't, uh, you know, have less than 100% commitment. So that's another reason. Okay. Yeah, so I don't watch anybody. Same with like late night talk shows. Yeah, yeah. When uh, Colbert, Colbert or, on, or uh, Seth or the Jimmys. Has no. the mooch on, you know. Sometimes I'll watch an interview, but I can't watch the monologue. Yeah. 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 Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. What else do I have written down here I want to talk to you about? Oh, the I don't oh. want to blow your joke. Don't blow my joke. There was, <laughs> I was, it was pretty impressive. I was having a conversation with my wife uh, two nights ago. Not, not last night when I was at the show. Two nights ago. And I was saying, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but, oh, I know why, because we're planning a little vacation to uh, Denver, Colorado. We're oh, cool. Next month to see a Broncos game. I'm a big Broncos fan. October 1st? September 17th. Ah. Broncos versus Cowboys. Oh, wow. Don't have tickets yet because oh, wow. I can't find them for less than $300 for the 500 level of that stadium. 500 level. Yes. They don't go higher than 500. And... The tickets three twenty, three ten are the cheapest. So we're holding off on that. But anyway, I'm going. We're planning this trip. But I was it was making me think back to the last big trip we went on was our honeymoon in Jamaica about a year and a half ago. And when we were there, you know, you meet you know, we stayed at one of these uh, resorts where there's, you know, people from all over the world there. And the only thing that I found that we all kind of bonded over at the time that we had in common between us, the Canadians, the some Swedes that we met was that TV show uh, Making a Murderer or whatever that was, the one about the guy in Wisconsin? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that everybody had watched that, so we all had that in common. And I was thinking the other night, oh, my God, if we went back now, we would be the fucking Americans that would have to have to sit there and listen to everybody's comments, the Canadians' comments about our president, the Swedes' comments. And you have a joke that's, that kind of addresses that in your set. Oh, yeah, it's one of my last jokes. Yes. It's uh, the bright side. Uh, I have a series of bright sides of the Donald Trump presidency. And one is uh, George W. Bush is guaranteed to move up a notch in presidential historical rankings. <laughs> and then the next one is sales of maple leaf patches to be sewn onto backpacks while traveling overseas have skyrocketed. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. 
Yeah. I went home last night and quoted that from my to my wife, and she, that's actually she an, laughed out loud. That's an old joke that didn't really work uh, because I did the reverse. Uh, when I wrote the joke, it was after Obama was elected. And uh, so my joke was, sales of maple leaf patches to be sewn onto backpacks while traveling overseas have dropped precipitously. <laughs> and it, it didn't really work, you know, because uh, tr- uh, Bush was in the, the rearview mirror and you didn't have the same visceral kind of, you know. So I pulled it back out for uh, Trump. It's funny, man, when you... Uh, when you've been in the business as long as I have, you you can you can steal from yourself. Yeah, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. Go back cool? over old. Uh, oh, I know why that didn't work. I'm gonna try that again. Yeah. And also, I am so uh, joke centric. My 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 act. I mean, there. I probably have more laughs per minute than anybody except for a prop comic, and that's because um, I need. I need that acceleration I, at every punchline sets up the next joke. You know, can I tell you that there was a time last night as I'm watching your set that and you're too and, many. I'm not going to say that, but when you are going to uh, like maybe maybe making like a um you know, Donald Trump this, it's it's almost like and you're doing, you know, like a meta, not a metaphor, but you're comparing it to something. Yeah. Um and you have you're so, the descriptions that you're using are a lot like I'm it reminds me of your writing where it's very descriptive but I'll admit that it was almost like oh I got I I need a second to process those five words he all put together there and that like that last five words was the punchline of that thing I need like another second to really I don't think I'm giving it what it deserves does that make sense yeah yeah and I have to learn how to pace in order to allow that room in the longer show, I have that luxury uh, where I can I have a couple of moments. There's also a very serious moment where I go crazy about uh, uh, people who used to be embarrassed to be stupid. Now it's like a badge of authenticity. <laughs> and I go crazy on stupid people. And the audience is kind of taken aback because uh, I'm really angry. Yeah. yeah. And then I win them back. Uh, with a series like that, you know, where it's short, punchy, it's it's an old bit. It's a it's a bunch of oxymorons because uh, I it's right. I do I do that bit, the the stupid people bit, and then I do oaf, which kind of gets them back, and then I do Mnuchin, you know. Uh, no, I do uh, what's his name, Scott. Um, uh, the the head of uh, the Scott Pruitt, the new head of the EPA, that he's a oil man from Arkansas. You know, I mean, he was the attorney general. I'm sorry, Oklahoma. He's, he's attorney general of Oklahoma, but before that, he was an oil man, and now he's head of the EPA. In an, an environmental oil man is like saying vegetarian butcher, <laughs> kosher pork tartare, Catholic condom supply house, uh, Fukushima sushi, competitive yoga. Uh, the George W. Bush think tank. Yes, uh, and I just go on yeah, and they on. Just keep going. And the first first couple ones, they're not sure, you know. And then and then it gets and and part of it is you know the the sheer um, immense uh, number. Sure. You know. 
And I want people to know that, uh, you know, we're sitting here, like, we've talked about Trump a lot uh, in this podcast, and it's part of your set, certainly. There were some there were some shots on the other side last night, too. A couple Democratic shots. Uh-huh. Where I say, I'm not going to take out the Democrats, and then I take out the Democrats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's you're the, right. What's the yeah, normal reaction? There is, there is useless as an ejection seat in a helicopter, <laughs> like a like a pistol range in a bouncy house. <laughs> a costume designer on a porn flick. Yeah, and and there's a there's a bunch of them. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, uh, let's. We see. gotta go. Yeah, let's. Uh, Thanks, let's, man. Yeah. Let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Is there anything else that people should know about what's going on? Follow. Let's, Let's nail this puppy to the headboard. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, just, yeah. Uh, don't know how long I'll be able to do this, so send people to come see the show soon. As I say in the show, and I said last night, my prediction is two years of great material, two years of running and hiding, and eight to ten years on a re-education camp on a Montana gulag. <laughs> So, yeah, come see me. Perfect. Come see Will Durst. I already did. Soon. And, uh, yes, and I recommend it. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Justin.